and I'm recording. Yeah. Cameron's just going to free ball it, I guess. It won't show up anywhere. No. We'll just jump in. Welcome to Dadbot After Dark. Which is just no topic talk. So all of them, including politics, right? Uh, I'm not interested. Oh, yeah, my silliest fear. What do you mean by... Well... That's a rational fear. But we're talking about something that's more irrational. Well, that's silly. I have an irrational fear. Of being like... Buried underground... I mean, that's rational. It's not silly at all. God, it's dark. It's really dark. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So Nick won't make it, and he sent me something with his face on it. It's weird. So silly. F- I I don't have a silly fear. I don't know. I, I sounds like it. No. What's that about Cameron? Socks in it? That's weird. I mean, I've I've worn flip flops into showers, but socks? Oh, that that just soaks it all up and it was in Phoenix.
No, they didn't have athlete's foot. They had Omaha Beach. (laughs) (laughs) This is not that kind of game. Yeah, I Well, I have a fear of heights too, but it it's it's not it's like irrational cuz I'll, I'll if I think about something to a certain extent it will get me kind of anxiety ridden. Like if I think about standing at the top of the Empire State Building and if I think about like putting myself close to the edge and I think about just think about well what if I climb to the top of that fence you know, it's like first of all, why would I do any of that? Second of all, I get myself worked up. So, I mean, it's silly in that I'm literally at, you know, almost sea level. And I'm worried about a height that's 2,000 miles across the country. So, I don't know. Genghis Khan had, oh. Paint the town red. Overthink. Less money, less problems. Less money, less problems.
Yeah, waking up without back pain and knee pain and ankle pain, that was that was pretty stellar. Those were the days. Really? My couch? Yeah, that's right. No, it wasn't at all. But, yeah, you could kind of pass out anywhere and just be okay. And those were the days... Yeah, that that's something I do miss. Cuz I'll wake up and I'll I will i will be in pain until I start moving. I got I got to warm up before I can be out of pain in the morning. And I and I can't stand pain meds. So after my back surgery, they gave me you know oxycodone or whatever it was. I just I took one of those after my back surgery. And after that, I'm like, no, just give me Advil. Because I hate. I was talking to someone about this today. I can't stand pain meds, like heavy duty pain meds. They just put me in a fog, and I'm worthless. I can't stand not being sharp in my head. And I'm sharp through three drinks. After three drinks, things go downhill quick. But those three drinks, man, I know. I know. They sharpened me up. This is drink one. Nice nice shot there. Now, my golf game picks up at drink three, but then, yeah, it really does. I, I could win the Masters if we did a hole and a half a day. I didn't read as a kid. I didn't start reading. I didn't enjoy reading or read voluntarily until after sixth grade. I know, I know, but... Well, let's let's get Kyle on and let's play some Dungeons and Dragons with Cameron. You ever do any role-playing, Cameron? 
You're primed for it if you did the choose. Yeah. <laughs> the only reading you need to do is for mechanics. Oh, that's the greatest show. Oh, oh, it is. And if, if Jake and I are any indication... They, they have a tendency to not propagate a next generation. Jake and I played in college. I was the dungeon master. I'm trying to remember when we played in Arizona. I don't remember. Yeah. Huh. We showed him what's up. We showed him what's up. I mean, yeah, if we're going to meet up a few times every week on here, we might as well. But Kyle would be the better leader for that. Kyle. Yeah, we tried. Okay, okay. So after sixth grade, after sixth grade, I picked up Jurassic Park. And then I spent like seventh and eighth grade reading Michael Crichton. So. Terminal Man, Andromeda Strain, Rising Sun. Significantly graphic novels, like graphic in terms of content for my level. Um Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one for young people. I didn't read that till college. In fact, I really didn't dive into fantasy novels until college. I read a couple. I read like... um, the R.A. Salvatore books in high school. And then I started Wheel of Time in high school, but I really picked that up in Lord of the Rings in college. So uh, let me let me jump off of that question. What's a book you've read lately? 
recently. Mmm, that is really good. Simon Sinek, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's his best book that I've read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't read that one yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've read a fantasy novel or even really fiction. I do have a fiction novel that I'm in the middle of, but I, I kind of stuck. Um, but I'm currently working through like seven books, but one I'm really interested in is called See You at the Campground. It's about camping. Uh, the couple that, that wrote it, they have a podcast called RV Atlas about RV camping, which I, I haven't checked out yet, but the book is fascinating. Blarvi Blatless. <laughs> yeah. So they will be. They'll be they'll be coming along. No, I, so, I, I, you know, Simon Sinek's Infinite Game, I really think that's an interesting novel, uh, or not novel, but book. He's had a few others, um, you know, Start With Why, <clears throat> but also Leaders Eat Last, which I really enjoyed, um, which that was, uh, I recommended that book to a, a leader at my previous school shortly before we left. Because I think that that embodied a lot of things that would have helped kind of leadership in general. I, I found that book to be just in so insightful as a leader. Um, and it helped me in how I lead things. And Simon's next stuff has been really good, fits really well in with Jocko Willink's stuff. <clears throat> but the infinite game as a coach, you know, when I take... Um, when I go into a single game, right, a single basketball game, or even a single basketball competition, whether it's a tournament, it's like this is this is one part of a larger thing we're trying to do here, right? So in the course of a season, uh, how many games am I willing to lose? And it, it's the question is, well, depends on, on what are you losing them for? Like, uh, am I willing to not drop a game or lose a game on purpose, but am I willing to put the results of a game in jeopardy if it makes the team better in the long run. Um, 
if I put all my eggs into the basket of winning this particular game, but the team becomes more dysfunctional, uh, depends less on each other, and eventually loses more games, is that worth it? And so I kind of, I tried to articulate that over the past few years, but that book really puts it into good perspective into I'm not playing, I'm not coaching a single game. I'm not coaching even for a single season. I'm coaching for getting these people ready, these kids, junior high boys, ready for the next stage of their life. And if you peak in junior high, man, it's not good. But, but even so, it's, yeah, it, it is tricky because once we're in a game, I, it's hard to really see beyond the game, right? So if we're in the middle of a game, the objective there, and everyone on the team understands the objective, we're trying to win that game. Um, we're not throwing random sets of guys out there to play just so they can play. We are playing with the intention of winning. But there's certain lines I'd never cross. There's certain things I won't do. You know, and and there's there's certain understandings I have in my own head as to um, when do we know the game is decided? And how do we how do we respond to that too? And that's 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 always tricky because I'm also trying to think beyond the game. Hey, the decisions I'm making in the fourth quarter, how is it affecting the players who I expect to show up to practice the rest of this week and be ready for the, the game next week? Um, I can hurt the team in the fourth quarter by making decisions that are not, um, don't have long-term consequences attached to them. Bruce Arians? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess, I guess I, I've never thought of it like we've got a rep. Well, I guess the load management thing I've taken, I've done that sometimes, especially in tournaments. So if we've got, well, no, I really, the, the idea being if we have a, if we have a tournament, so we've got three or four games within a short two or three day time span. Um, you know, it's always tricky to, you know, you don't want to be in a situation against an, a clearly inferior team who steps up to the plate and, and matches you and matches your energy and, and keeps the game close because then you end up burning out guys who you want ready for, 
three hours later. And because that can affect you. Now, I'll go back like a year and a half. We had a game. Uh, it was a local tournament. So there's public public middle schools in this. We ended up in this game. We were down by four. We came back, tied it up. And we were riding probably seven guys. You know, we had five guys on the bench who didn't see a minute um, or saw like 30 seconds or a minute. I mean, it was very light. We knew hey, we we're once we're once we lose, we're out. So we're playing for keeps here. And we end up going into overtime and we win this game in overtime. We turn around and we have to play 30 minutes later against a team that we've been watching all weekend. That game, we're sitting there trying to figure out, well, we've got these starters. They've got to get their time in. So we don't even let them warm up. We get to the game. That ends up going to overtime. And we end up winning that one. Um, but I'd say those those seven guys saw, you know, those games are... 24 minute total clocks those guys played 45 minutes on average you know but still if you can in certain circumstances you try to rest those guys especially have a lot of games in a short amount of time um 82 games in the course of a year is is quite a bit of games so Hey, that we took that team to nationals. That team went to nationals. So We don't want a Super Bowl. We want a Super Bowl ring. Bruce Arians. None, but that's the speech he gave to the Cardinals and I liked it. It was really good. What was that series on Amazon? Uh, I got to go back and watch that. Follow the Cardinals. Yeah, it was good. Oh, oh, well, you heard it at the beginning of this podcast, folks. <laughs> Who said I didn't pay royalties? Maybe I did. Adobe stock for the win.
I, I mean, I'm kind of a late bloomer, I suppose, when it comes to appreciating music, especially popular music. Um, but we, I, you know, we talked about it before the podcast started. Um, I, there's no feeling in the world like listening to the first like two minutes of Top Gun. Because when the, the bell tolls and you got that that music start, now it gets goofy when it turns into like the electric guitar, like the mid '80s electric guitar. I don't care for that, but that first couple of minutes where it's just that bell and that like, you know, it's just kind of like it gets me revved up. It's a good opening. If you can introduce Iron Man in that, anything goes. I mean, oh. no, the the movie starts with Back in Black, or does it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's a good one. Oh, I mean, yeah, I can come up with some. <laughs> what, 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 what? This is okay. Go ahead, shoot, because this one's going to be bad. Oh, you and some other buddies of mine have been watching that. I get it.
Yeah. Outdoorsman. Um, yeah, that's tricky. Because like Cameron said, yeah, I would like to be the best teacher. Like, that would be great. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I, you know, I guess I, if I was going to be the best at something, you know, that's, that's, I, I don't know, the best podcaster, the best writer. But see, like, none of those are, it's hard to be considered the best at something when there's so many. I'd be happy with being in the top 250,000 writers, you know? Like, I, well, all right, I'd like to be the best writer. I'd like to be the best writer, I guess. Easy. Yeah, there you go. I want to be the best writer. Take that, Steve. From the logo. Suspicious? Oh, oh. Uh, okay. Um, what's the... Oh, jeez. What's the worst thing you ever did as a child, and what was your punishment? I And I, I just really don't want to talk about it. there's so many things that's the problem as a child no no yeah yeah he did
Oh, big time. Ooh. That's like grand larceny, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Break, break rocks in the backyard with a pickaxe. You were the thief on the cross, huh? <laughs> oh, good. 
Well, I'll go because I don't want mine to be too memorable. Uh, not so much a child. I mean, I was a minor. I wish Nick was here because he had turned 18 three days beforehand. And uh, we, uh, <clears throat> again, I was I was 17, not making a lot of great decisions. But uh, we had uh, kind of taken it upon ourselves to get some vengeance for for some friends of ours that had gotten hurt um, by these other guys. And these guys were all over 21. And so we went to their house um, late, late one night, drove my dad's truck, and we uh, we egged their house, egged their car. Uh, it was an El Camino. The windows were open, so we got the inside of the car, um, hit the tires, you know, the whole the whole thing came back the next weekend did it again and 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 so that was fine we get back to my buddy's house Nick's house and someone's like oh we didn't use all the eggs <laughs> right and so one of the guys is like, well, we got to go back. And I said, well, I don't want to go back. And his reply to me was basically this. Well, I'll, I'll drive your dad's truck. And in my mind, then I'm left with two choices. Either this guy drives my dad's truck or I drive my dad's truck. And the thought had never occurred to me that I could just say, no, put the keys in my pocket and walk back inside. Right, right. So we go back and, and we got caught. We Half of us got caught. And it was like 3 a.m. And the cops show up. And like they make me call. And I just start weeping like a baby. Like on the phone. And then my dad has to like come out, pick me up. But I have to drive, the, you know, like, he has to come get me. My friend, you know, Nick, he's 18. His parents don't get called because he's 18. So, I mean, I get back home at, like, 6 a.m. My parents are just, I mean, they're they're livid. And uh, they're like, well, get dressed for church. <laughs> So I, I, yeah, they're like, yeah, that's, there's something you need. It's to not get a good night's sleep and go to church. So we did. And, uh, man, it was just like a long day. And, uh, you know, the good thing that kind of came out of that, um, was, uh, the, the one person they kind of allowed me to talk to was, uh, was my future wife. So, and we weren't yet dating, but they're like, she's the one person in your life that's not a screw up. Right. So like, you know, you're not talking to your buddies cause they're all in trouble. Nick. What's that? Yeah. He was, he was trouble. He was, he was heavily involved in this. So they're like, yeah, you're not talking to Nick. Uh, yeah, I was grounded for like a month and yeah, so, oh, 
that was like 20 years ago, 21 years ago. I still, my heart rate goes up a little bit when I think about the sequence of events and just the dumb decisions of like, yeah, I only have two choices here and I have to pick one. I either give my give the keys to the truck to this other bozo or I do it myself. There's never a third option. Speaking of which, we think Biden and Trump are the only two options we have, right? There, there are other options, people. That's what I'm saying. If there's anything to learn from my mistake, there's always a third option. So, Kanye 2020. Oh, I, I just feel like such an idiot. That entire sequence of events. All I had to do was say, no, I'm not going. And not only do I not get in trouble, but we never get caught for that thing either. But, you know, then I never learned my lesson either. Because I was the kind of person that gets scared straight. Like, yeah, yeah. So, oh, top it. Did did Bishop sponsor us? <laughs> Always a recipe for good things. Call it the Bishop Blizzards, huh? Pride comes before the fall.
was like next was like an igloo cooler full of ice water that he got him with, and then he brought a boulder or what? Dadbot Dadbot After Dark is also like Midnight Confessions. <laughs> gotta have a car you gotta have a windshield warranty. What's what's really great is Cameron and I were both near eighteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are the only options I had. Did you think to stay home? Nope. He was really convincing. But what's interesting is because you talk up, we talk about these things because, you know, we assume that over time we kind of develop the the ability to predict outcomes and to consider consequences, right? So, I had the wherewithal to consider the enormous consequences of letting somebody else drive my dad's truck, and was like, that is not happening. But never considered, well, what are the consequences of me driving my dad's truck into a dangerous situation? And uh, we, you know, we thought we were being all tactical and stuff. And we, you know, were prepared and we're like, well, what are we going to do if this happens? And we were idiots. But so, so put this into perspective or into context to consider that there, there are, I had a lot of consequences growing up. Like I screwed up a lot, right? Like, and there was always something there to meet me and tell me, yeah, that, that's not how that works, kid. 
there's a great deal of people who've gone a long time in their life without consequences. Right? Like each of our stories ended with a pretty severe consequence, right? We learned, yeah, you can't you can't actually do those things. There's people our age who've never experienced those kind of consequences. And you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's that's usually how it happens. <laughs> Boys, yeah. Really? Oh, I... Really? Do you have posters up on your room walls? That's a question I got. <laughs> okay, well, here, here's something. Because this has to do with us. And we're only missing Josh. So shortly before your your second was born, Cameron, we we had a stud party, but we insisted or you insisted on staying in town. So we stayed at that that hotel in Scottsdale that was comped for us, which is awesome. But I remember it was either the first or the second night we had been out, we had had dinner, we had, had some drinks, we came back, we kind of hung out, and we're about to go out again. It's like nine thirty. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah. But what I remember most, and, and again, I'm trying to figure out which night it was, but it's coming around 9.30, and Josh and Jake are both like, Let's go. We're ready. And you and I, Cameron, are both like, is it bedtime yet? And of course, Cameron, you your your son is a couple years old. I've got a daughter who's almost a year old at old at this point. Um and you and I are just both we're done. It's nine thirty. We're like, is it bedtime yet? And so Josh is like, hold on. And he grabs the coffee from the uh from the coffee machine there and he's like just just chew on this and it because it came in little pouches he's like just put that in your mouth and chew on it and i did that and that was the first time i'd ever done something like that and i was like 15 minutes later i was like all right let's do this it worked bear grills 
Yeah. <laughs> Do we have Yes, the cotton candy. That was the big thing. You're like, we get cotton candy, right? Like we had to like harass our waitress to get us cotton candy. That was that was the big selling point to me, and I don't have cotton candy, so I'm like, what is this? We did that at conference too. <laughs> we did that at teachers conference too. And in front of like the district executives who are up at the front like chatting and we're just going around grabbing extra desserts. But I mean, they were going to go to waste, right? <laughs> or make an omelet. And see that that's well. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh but yeah, that not no. Even then, I couldn't really afford to eat those extra desserts. But definitely more so than now. No, no, like uh, metabolize met- metabolism wise. Yes, metabolicity. If I knew anything about nutrition, I'd have a podcast called Metabolicity. Isn't that isn't that what Wolverine does? Doesn't he have like a massive like high metabolism? Isn't that part of it? Oh, somebody else's? Oh. Oh, he'd be making tons of money. <laughs> so Wolverine comes at him, he just lowers his metabolism and makes him like fat. And slow <laughs> and like tired. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I I mean I was a mediocre dungeon master, but hold on, let me go get my dice. Oh, they're they're at school. They're at school. Do you know how amazed kids are when I show them all those different kinds of dice? Their minds are blown. Like I, t- I have like a a big like gallon bag filled with uh, four sided die. Six, uh, not e- I keep all the six in a different bag. Eight sided die, ten, twelve, twenty, and they're like, "What are those?" And then I have to kind of get into explain like this is from Dungeons and Dragons. They know. They know. I do I do have a uh, 100 sided die too. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's not hard to figure that one out. It really isn't. 
But not the best. Not the best, just above average. But then never again at that thing. Well, LeBron would probably do some load management for that hour anyways. So that one would be really good as like an athlete because in a seven-game NBA series, there's always a day of rest between games. You bring him in for the like halfway through the third quarter, the fourth quarter, and finish a game, and the next day he just disappears. And then he comes back a day later in time for game two. So he disappears like Dennis Rodman. Well, if he's out there, it won't go to overtime. It's not happening. No, I know. If he's a if he's the best, I mean maybe. It's a team sport, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, how many times do you blink in a day? Like, okay. But why would I? If it's filled with nothing but pain? No. <laughs> The blink and above average man and metabolicity. Yeah, yeah. Just, just say copyright. Copyright. It's not a T. It's not a trademark. I declare bankruptcy. I'm I'm rewatching The Office right now, and I'm. Have you wa Have you started listening to the oral history of The Office? Oh, so good. 
So good. So good. Nice. I want to get a Vance Refrigeration t-shirt. Hey, you know... You know... <laughs> what was the last time you watched The Office? So, you know the the two guys who work for Vance Refrigeration? The one guy kind of has like the like the crazy like slicked back Italian hair and the other guy though those two guys because I, I was curious because I see them like a couple times throughout the series and they obviously have it's the same guys in every every time they come up and so I kind of looked into it those two guys are um they're they're two writers for the show so they're they're two of the writers. It's uh like uh Lee Eisenberg and Gene something else. I so yeah, I was like these guys they they appear too frequently and they ha or too infrequently, but they have these same parts and they're definitely playing them up. They've got to be writers and they are, and uh, and obviously a lot of writers were also in the show, right? Like B.J. Novak, Mindy Kaling, Paul Lieberstein. Uh, Lieberstein. So it's just kind of interesting. Toby. Like he, he's primarily a writer. He just kind of got written. And like Phyllis Smith, she was a, a casting assistant. So her job was to just kind of read scripts with people auditioning. And everyone who auditioned are like, she'd be great on the show. And so they wrote parts. That's why a lot of the people have the same first name. Because it just, it was easier when they were doing like the improv and stuff. Creed Bratton is Creed Bratton. I mean, he has the same first and last name. Oscar, Phyllis. Um, well, not Kevin, no. Such a great show. I never finished Mad Men. We haven't watched that one yet. Okay. Thanks. Feel like. 
they'd have to be emphatic blinks. I mean, you can't just blink. That's it's gotta mean it. All right. Well, that was uh, Dad Bod After Dark. Topicless, topicless, not topless, topicless podcast. <laughs> I'm Eric. All right.